How we doing today? Come on, we could do better than that. How we doing? Come on. Hallelujah. Well, my name's Andrew. If you don't know me, I'm one of the children's ministers here along with my wife. Uh, we are just honored to be here today with you. So if you are new here or um, if you're not already on the email connection, please see one of us. You should have got a welcome packet in the source center. Just fill it out. Bring it back to us after service. Um, huge news. One, I want to say thank you to all the soul winners yesterday. I heard it was incredible. 46 souls were won for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, that all of heaven rejoices over one. So when we got 46, come on, that's a reason to praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man. I heard it was great. So, and, and here's the thing. If you have any questions, we have, uh, we do have Super Soul Winning a few times this year, and I have those dates. If you have any questions, come see me. That way you can put in for work early, because sometimes you can put in for work, you know, a month early like I did, and they still try to give you a hard time. So, I have the dates. So, if you want to put in extra early, please come see me after service. I will give you those dates. Um, next up, uh, Altar Care Ministry Team, we do have a meeting after service. So, if you are part of that, you should have received an email, um, and it'll be after service. Now, there is a altar care refresher for the ladies before service tonight. So before the PM service, the altar ministry team is after this service. Um, next up, Tuesday Connect groups have just been an amazing blessing. How many of you guys have been blessed by that on Tuesday nights? Amen. So each Tuesday night, not only are we receiving uh, amazing food, like actual food, but we're also getting fed spiritually, which is incredible. And uh, pa- uh, Pastor Jack has been teaching on biblical finances. So, um, And this is just the principles that we're learning on Tuesday nights. I mean, they're second to none. I mean, it, we're being able to understand a deeper understanding of God's uh, belief and prosperity, as well as being able to, even pastors taught us how to you know, start businesses and be anointed in what you do and be able to uh, put your hand to the plow. So if you're not coming, please come. I'm telling you. If you, if you want, want to increase and also uh, have some food too, please come out Tuesday nights. It's a great time to be with each other and to learn these principles. Amen? Amen. Um, next up, we got Faith for Free. Uh, it's for our LCU class, uh, Life Christian University. We do offer what's called Faith for Free. Uh, if you have any questions, come see me in the Source Center after service. But if you already know what that is, it is due today. Uh, but again, if you have any questions about LCU or Faith for Free, come see me in the Source Center after service. Uh, next up, men. We've got our Men of Valor, November 9th. This is a great way to be able to, because uh, this is, you know, this is the Lord's house. And men, this is our church. So we're going to come take care of it. We're going to take care of, you know, the maintenance. We're going to clean this place up and just really just honor the Lord with our work. Amen. So not only are we going to be able to be blessed to be able to come in and put our hand to the plow together as men in unity, uh, but we're also going to receive stakes. So come on, guys. Who doesn't want to, you know, do some really good work? And, you know, receive some stakes after that. Amen? So come on out. That's November 9th. Um, Also, please make sure that you are signed up in the store center so we get a head count for those stakes because it's going to be a great time. Now, of course, we have something for the women as well. We have the women uh, deck the halls. That is going to be November 30th. Um, That's where they come and decorate for Christmas. So please, if you have any questions, go see Miss Christy. Do not see me. Go see Miss Christy Turner. So she's amazing setting that up. So, um, 
Uh, also, too, so you know, while we're in service, we want to make sure. I know sometimes we have accidents, but uh, uh, but please silence the cell phones. Um, you know, I, yeah, we don't want to hear like the songs going off. Sometimes that happens too. I'm like, oh man, mine went off. So we always want to make sure we check that. Uh, make sure it's on silent. I know our iPhones. We have a little switch we could do. Um, I did find out you still have to silence the side. I found that out the hard way. So please, let's make sure we do that. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Um, then after service, um, you know, obviously the Lord, you know, is able to do whatever He wants in the service. We do not put a, a box around the Lord. So if people are being ministered to, but even if they're not, please let's take our conversations uh, outside the hospitality. You know, we have an amazing sanctuary, but this is a place where people are being fed, and you know, the anointing is here. So we just want to make sure that after service, we're just honoring those that are here receiving, and you know, honoring the word from the Lord, and just let, you know, it can be easy to start up conversations, just bring it to hospitality. That's why it's there. There's tables. It's really nice out there. And the cool thing is we could be even more with each other. Amen? Yeah. All right. And last but not least, please check your email connections um, for our church bulletin. There's also the Facebook page, Life Family Church. There's also um, and our website, lifefamilychurch.net. So if you have any questions, the calendar is there. We always keep it updated. Amen? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Amen. So if you did go soul winning yesterday, could you stand up? If you're in here, you went soul winning. All right. Yeah, that was awesome. I went soul winning too. Praise God. It was awesome. So we want to encourage you. I think we do this. You can be seated now. We do this four times a year, right? So please come out. Win some souls. That's God's heartbeat. You know, if you can make it, you can make it. Wonderful. Well, hallelujah. I'm pretty excited this morning. I, I, I believe I heard the word of the Lord. And we're going to minister to you two things. We're going to minister to you on the lungs, lungs of prophecy and healing this morning. So, but before we do that, um, if you open your Bibles to the book of Galatians, please. Galatians chapter 6. We're going to take up this morning's tithes and offerings. And um, there's two things that... Um, I'd like for you all to pray about if you would, please. I got a phone call from one of the crusade evangelists for our Burma crusade. And so this was kind of unexpected. But um, the crusade itself is paid for. The airline tickets are paid for. Okay, and it's $1,700 a piece. So you have to understand, me and Matt are going. So we're taking care of, the ministry is taking care of all of Matt's expenses. Okay, because he, cause he's going to come and be security for our team. Because we're going to a, an area of the world that we need security. I'm just going to tell you. So, I mean, the last time that Daniel was out in this area of the country, I mean, his crusade director got beat up uh, behind in an alley and all that kind of stuff. So, and Daniel had to take care of that financially for the doctor and all that kind of stuff. So there's things that come up. So um, we need some ground expenses paid for. And we also need a small airline ticket. So the main airline ticket, which is 23 hours on an airplane. Jesus loves me, this I know. <laughs> well, the Bible tells me so. <laughs> Praise God, amen. And so we need probably around 5,000 or so, a little bit more, right around that amount. So um, my, we're going to, out of my business, we're going to sow, out of Jack Myers Ministries, we're going to sow, out of the church, we're going to sow, and we're going to sow out of, we have the missions. So my ground expenses are taken care of, okay, but there's some other ground expenses, and we put it in a pool, and it's around 5000 So if you feel led of the Lord, and God should so prompt you to do that, please put a, and then make that check out, so it would be two checks, one for your tithes and offerings, the other check would be to Jack Myers Ministries Missions. Because we supply the missions out of that. So we are going to um, an area where there has never been a miracle healing crusade. Never. So this is kind of like cutting edge. So it will be a novelty. 
Okay, so there's been missionaries in the area, but and they've done like maybe some concert Christian singing events, but there's never been a miracle healing crusade. And we have the potential to reach at least between 3,500 to 4,500 people because we're actually going into a community, a kind of a village, and doing it. And so here, this is, this is the itinerary. I leave on a Saturday at 2, go to Dallas, spend the night, get up real early, fly for 13 hours to London, or I think, I think it's London, and then we, we catch another flight, and we fly into Thailand, and then we catch another flight, and then once we get into the country, we've got to catch another putter jumper for about three hours, and then we've got to drive three hours to the place where we're staying. So it's going to take a total of two days just, just to get there. Then we're trying to recover for the, for the change hour period, because right now it's morning here, but it's night over there. And then all of a sudden, we, we do three nights of crusade, and we do a pastor's conference, and then we take two more days to come back. Okay, so you got to pray for me, please, and Pastor Todd and Daniel King. And we do, and I'm back the day before Thanksgiving. So I think we're gone a total of nine days, maybe ten days or something like that, right around there. Longer than that. Okay. I think it's ten days. Yeah, nine, nine ten days. So please, praise God. So if you can help us out with that, I mean, I put a little thing on, you know, outreach to our friends and family on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So, but let me give you some scripture, okay, to kind of help you, all right? Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says this, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So really, what is seed faith? Seed faith is when you plant a seed with the expectation of receiving a harvest. And when you plant seed financially or physically, emotionally, or your time, you should expect a harvest. It's okay to expect a harvest from God. We're, we're actually in the harvest months right now. Right. Isn't it an interesting Saturday? We, we threw in this soul-winning sickle, and we went across the grains, and we harvested 46 souls plus a rededication, which is really awesome. Amen. Amen. So how do, you, how do you recognize a seed? Your seed is anything or part of anything you receive from God that you can sow into somebody else. That's how you recognize your seed. For example, love is a seed. Time is a seed. Money is a seed. Acts of kindness is a seed. Honesty is a seed. Thankfulness is a seed. Buying a meal for someone is a seed. Taking groceries to a family is a seed. Taking a plate of fresh baked cookies to your neighbor and inviting them to the church is a seed. Giving of your talent is a seed. I think another thing, too, is um, also this week, I'm going to go to the apartment complex manager that we were in and see if we can't do a Christmas thing. So we were, what, what apartment complex were we were at? Park Springs. Park Springs, which is over across the street from um, Chili's, right across the street, right behind the gas station. So we were over there, and I thought, man. So I tried to stop in there, but the door, you know, they, they weren't in there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this week, and let's see if we can go set the platform up and do a Christmas giveaway and maybe pay the rent of somebody, you know, for the month of January as a Christmas gift and maybe provide, you know, some Publix um, gift cards so that people can buy and, and lots and lots of toys for the kids. So I think we're, you know, hopefully we'll get favor with them and do an outreach for Christmas. I think that would be awesome. What do you think? It would be awesome to give back to the community? Okay, so that's what we're going to do. Praise God. If they'll let us. All right. There will never be a day in your life that you have nothing. 
There will never be a day in your life that you'll have nothing. A person may be impoverished like the widow woman in 1 Kings 17, 9 through 15, but she had a handful of meal and a little cruise in the oil. She had the ability to discern the man of God. She had the ability to listen to the man of God. She had the ability to obey the man of God. And because she did, her and her household ate for three and a half years. I call it a sustaining miracle. That's what that is. How many stories have you heard where somebody either had a glass eye and God healed them and they were able to see out of the glass eye? Oh, yeah. How about this one? They have no eye and they still be able to see out of the, the eye socket. Yeah, it's a sustaining miracle. God seems to kind of take pleasure in sustaining miracles. Why? Because He's a God of provision. God has always desired to provide for His children. Come on now. The very first miracle that Jesus did, watch this, was a provision miracle. In John chapter 2, when He turned water into wine. It was a provision miracle. And the Bible says He did this, if you read John chapter 2, it says He did this to show forth His glory. Because nobody got saved. But he wanted to show forth his glory. And it was a provision miracle. When, when, when God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, hello, he said, listen, I want you to till the garden. And he said, of every fruit you can eat of, you can, you, of every tree you can eat of, except for the fruit of this one tree. All right, so the principle of the tithe, the principle of giving, is a covenant issue. It's covenant. If you can get in your heart and in your mind that I'm keeping covenant, what kind of price are you willing to pay for your salvation. You don't have to pay the price. It's already been paid. Praise God. Amen. But what is it? It's covenant. You're keeping covenant with the God of the universe who created everything. Amen. And that's what you're doing. And because you keep covenant, you can hold God responsible for His part. But don't get upset when God holds you responsible for your part. Amen. Hello? So once you get that in your heart, you don't have a problem with tithing. I do not have an issue with tithing. Amen. Hello. Or giving. Come on, hello somebody. I mean, when I got the phone call about the Burma crusade and they saying we're coming up short, I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Do you have it right now? No, but I will. Amen. Amen. For whosoever will. Yeah, that's right. There you go. For whosoever will. I mean, believe it or not, you know, we have to operate and act by faith too, you know. I mean, can you imagine that? Your pastors have to live by faith just like you? Yeah, we sure do. Amen. I believe that God will take care of it. Amen. How do you know that? Because the heartbeat of God is souls. And if you hit his heartbeat, you'll never lack for anything. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth right now. So how do you know that? There's finances in the souls. Okay, so what do you mean there's finances in the souls? One day, Peter came to Jesus, and he was talking to Jesus, and he said, Hey, Master, they kind of challenged us a little bit. We said, What do you mean? They wanted to know, do you pay the temple tax? I mean, I remember this. I remember this story, right? Came to Jesus. I wonder if you pay the temple tax. Well, hey, listen, Peter, listen, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go fishing. Temple tax, fishing. Okay, I can't quite understand that, but Jesus, you said a lot of things that didn't make sense, and ultimately we came out having the victory. Okay, so I'm going to go fishing. What do you want me to do? He said, I want you to cast a hook. He didn't even say put bait on the hook. He just said, I want you to cast a hook, and the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you'll find a coin. Go and pay the temple tax. Amen. 
Did you know that there's provision in souls? Because Jesus said this. He said, I know that you're a natural professional fisherman, but I'm going to make you a fisher of men. So I wonder if you go and catch men, there could be a financial attachment by catching men. So if your heart is for souls, which is God's heartbeat, he will provide finances for you to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel because your heartbeat has now become God's heartbeat. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> So there's something about that. So if you win souls and you're part of soul winning and you go in the mission field and you think, do things, God will always provide for you. I, how do you know that? I've proved it. We have proved it out. So basically God is just giving us an opportunity to participate in the harvest of souls so that you, according to the book of Ezekiel, where it says that you'll stand before uh, heaven's host and you'll shine like stars in heaven. Because the Bible says that if you turn many to righteousness, you'll shine like stars in heaven. Amen. That's just one reward. Not only that, if you give up houses and lands in this time for his sake, he will give back to you in this life, in this life, houses, lands, family, finances, with persecutions. Don't like the persecution part? Praise God, amen. But if you get persecuted, you got, uh, you're going to be banking, baby. So encourage people to persecute you. <laughs> persecute me all you want. Okay, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Persecute me. I want to drive that Porsche 911. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Persecute me. Please persecute me. Because God said that if I give up houses and lands, I shall receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions. Houses, lands, and things like that. So... <laughs> Come on, hello somebody. I'm just, I'm just preaching Bible to you. Come on, the book, book of Matthew says this. For where your treasure is, watch this, your heart there is also. So if your treasure is in the kingdom of heaven, if your treasure is in the church you attend, Amen. then your heart's there. But if, you're not, if your treasure's not there with the kingdom of God, if your treasure, your heart's not there either. So you need to find a place where your heart is. Hello, son, come on, somebody. It doesn't make total sense to me. Yeah, that's good. Hello? My heart is with Pastor Rodney. How do you show it? We support him financially every single month. My heart, it was Nancy Dufresne. She's a widow. I tap that widow reward. Amen. 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 Oh, you take care of the widows and the orphans. That pleases God's heart right there. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We, we tapped that widow. We tapped the widow key. And what I'm telling you, we just operate the principles. And there's no respecter of that. So we tap that, praise God. And then we tap Rhema too, guys. We support Rhema. That's my Bible college. Hello. Can't go wrong with the Hagans. Hello. Hello. Can't go wrong with Dr. Rodney. Hello. Can't go wrong with Pastor Nancy. That's right. You support them. We support them. As a matter of fact, we're getting ready to up Pastor Rodney. I texted him while he was overseas winning souls. I thought, I'm getting in on that. Pastor, I just wanted to let you know, in the month of October, we're up in our offering. Amen. So he smiled, put a smiley face, and said, thank you. Praise God. Amen. I'm, saying, I'm tapping that. I'm tapping the soul winning tour. Amen. Come on now. Amen. 
And I do have a little bit of understanding of delayed gratification for eternity. Come on, hello somebody. Well, tap it. Tap that root. Tap root. Can you say amen? amen? Remember, the seeds that you sow today will count for the harvest you receive tomorrow. The seeds that you sow today will count for the harvest you receive tomorrow. If you aren't sowing anything and if you're not keeping covenant with God, then don't get upset. You can't get upset. Oh, I can't pay my bills. I'm calling up short. I don't. Well, you did it. Not Satan. Not God. Not demons. You. I can't get upset if I'm not receiving a harvest because I'm not sowing. Amen. And I can't rate you. Don't you know I have a sense of entitlement? No, I can't do, I can't. no you're only entitled to the word that you apply to your life. Amen. That's when you get the sense of entitlement. Hello, I have a sense of entitlement to the word that I apply to my life and I work the word. Amen. And then I'm entitled. Amen. But if I don't apply the word, then I'm not entitled. And I can't complain because if I'm lacking... And the only reason why I would be lacking is because I haven't done any sowing. Amen. It's true. You have to sow. If Galatians is true, be not deceived that God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also receive. So he's asking me, number one, don't be deceived. Can't, can, you cannot claim Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Are you a tither? No. Are you a giver? No. Do you sow seed? No. You can't claim it. That's right. Amen. Can't apply it to you. But God, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and the glory and the glory. Yeah, hallelujah. And then what happens is, is because then they're not, people aren't receiving then they'll blame God or they'll blame the preacher for lying to him and say, oh, it don't work, it don't work. Well, you didn't work the Word because if you work the Word, the Word will work. But if you don't work the Word, the Word won't work. So what you got to do? Work the Word. Praise God. Amen. That's what you got to do. you got to work that Word for it to work. You have to follow the instruction Emmanuel. You follow the Emmanuel. Hello. Got to look at the manual. We installed a, a ring yesterday in my house. And we're looking for the manual, looking for the manual. It's just one piece of paper with <laughs> peel-off stickers attached to wires. Plug into outlet. Download app. Apply application to ring. Ring will work. If it doesn't work, you miss something in the translation of the one piece of paper. Amen. Go back to the beginning. Peel stickers off. Okay, I already did that. <laughs> right? Come on. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Your seed is the tool God's given you to create your future. Your seed is a tool that God's given you to create your future. When you let go of what is in your hand, God will let go of what is in his hand. Because God is conditional. Luke 6.38 says, Give... And it shall be given unto you. Watch this. And God throws this in because that's just who he is. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, watch this, through the hands of men. Through the hands of men. That's the reason why I encouraged you this last Tuesday. If you want to increase financially, you have to do something to be able to increase financially. For example, start a business. Go to Life Christian University. Tammy's, she's a professional nurse. How many pay raises have you gotten from Live Christian University that you presented to your bosses? Three. 
three. How many pay raises have you gotten because of your degree? Well, I got one because I, I got a new job uh, and I was able to ask for $5,000 more a year because I have a degree. And what they do? They gave it to me. So that's one way. You want to increase? I, I, I ask all of you, go to your boss. If I got a, what would, it, what would it take for me to get, if I got a degree from an accredited university, what would my pay level go up to? Ask them. Well, if you got an associate's degree, then you, you, but if you got a bachelor's degree, it would be this. If you got a master's degree, then it would be this. Because I'll tell you right now, Life Christian University is the fast track <laughs> to, to a degree right now, I'm going to tell you. You won't spend years upon years upon years upon years. Because there's only 12 hours per class credit. 12 hours, what is that? We're just scratching the surface in a lot of subjects. Hello. Why is that? Because our society today in the United States of America is not really necessarily concerned what degree you have in as long as you have the degree. Why is that? It shows them that you're committed. That's what it shows. It shows them that you're committed. So ask your, ask your employer. If I, got a, if I got a degree, what are the degree pay, pay, pay raises? Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So if you let go of what was in your hand, God will let go of what was in his hand. Can you say amen? amen? All right, if you need an offering envelope, please lift your hand, and an usher will come, and he will give that to you. Um, if you are uh, doing your tithes, make it out to Life Family Church. And if you're gonna, if you'd like to sow into the Burma Crusade, um, write a separate check to Jack Myers Ministries Missions. And um, we're probably gonna, over the next few weeks until that happens, you know, ask if you know, ask the Lord, we need have you do. We're asking everybody. We're asking our partners that partner with us every month. We're asking our 3,652 friends on Facebook. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. I mean, just if each of them gave five dollars. We take care of it. Praise God, Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we. Thank Thank you for the words that you desire to speak to us through the Word of God and through the power of the mighty Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we, you are welcome here, sir, to do what you want to do. Come and speak forth thy mysteries, mysteries of the future, mysteries of today, and mysteries of your Word. Let us have eyes to see and ears to hear that which you want to speak to us this very hour. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Open your Bibles to Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, and it says this: And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. So shall you prosper." So that's a real key right there when it comes to prophecy. Genuine prophecy in your life produces prosperity. It's almost like when you get a prophetic utterance from someone, now two things will happen. One, it begins to quicken the issue in your life that you're endeavoring to get victory over. It quickens that. And number two, you'll receive satanic opposition for, to prevent it from coming to pass. That's the reason why sometimes I really don't like people prophesying over me because I know that when that prophecy comes forth, I'm going to have to contend for it. All right? Let me read you another scripture here. 1 Timothy, please. Go to 1 Timothy. 1 and 2 Timothy is actually Paul's instruction to Timothy on how church should be run in church order. So if you read First and Second Timothy, you'll see that. And um, Pastor Marie and I endeavor to follow First and Second Timothy and the book of Acts 
chapter 2, especially when it comes to church structure. 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I'm going to read to you verse number 18 out of the Passion Translation. It says this, So Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting you with the responsibility in keeping the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecies spoken over you, with this encouragement, you listen to this. Use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject those virtues and are now destitute of the true faith, such as Hermes and Alexander. So he says here that the prophecies that have been spoken over you, you have to use that as a spiritual weapon to bring it to pass. It also says uh, right after that, what happens if you don't? By rejecting and thrusting them from their conscious, that means to not believe it or decide to let it go or not think about it, some individuals have shipwrecked their faith. So, so in other words, like this, I was prophesied over, so it didn't come to pass, must have been a false prophet. Instead of them taking personal responsibility and declaring the prophecy that was spoken, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The, pro- the prophecy that was spoken over them, them not exercising it, speaking it to, to come to pass. So therefore, you've heard Pastor Marie and I say this, prophecy is not automatic. Write that down. Prophecy is not automatic. When you can read the entire Bible, we could paraphrase it in this statement. God's word in your ears tells you what can be so. God's word out of your mouth makes it so. So there's nothing made so unless it's in your mouth. That's why prophecy is not automatic. A word of the Lord to you from God to your ears is simply telling you what can be so. What God would desire to be so. But unless it comes out of your mouth continuously... And the Bible says contending, which means earnestly contending against a rival for it. It's not going to happen. So what does contending look like? It actually says to grapple and to wrestle. How many of you have seen wrestling or jujitsu or anything? Okay, so in the Bible, every time the word of the Lord comes, the thief comes to steal it. So that's your rival. And even Daniel, the angel of the Lord, the archangel came and said, I have come for your words. Not I've come with God's words. I've come with my words. I've come for your words. What you said, I came to make happen. So So what you don't say won't happen. So let me read this again. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. And there arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Lord, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, before in whom the Lord your God, so shall you be established... Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. When we go over to 1 Timothy, and we read this again. So Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting you with, the respon- with this responsibility. 
I'm entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecies spoken over you, with this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues, many, and are now destitute of the true faith. That's powerful. I mean, let me ask this question. How many of you in this room have ever received a prophecy from a minister? Let me see your hand. Okay, now let me ask this question. How many of those prophecies have ever come to pass? Has, has all of them come to pass? No. Um, shall we might concentrate a little bit mm-hmm. on those prophecies that we received? so that they can come to pass? Did we believe what was said? Yeah. Believe what is said. Um, let's, def- let's redefine belief again, or let's uh, refresh ourselves on the definition of belief. Believing is not mentally assent. Uh-huh, I believe that two plus two is four. Believe in the Bible, remember it's not English, is action. It's an action verb. So believing has a visible manifestation to it. So if we say, I believe that, then we can see that someone believes it by the contending that comes out of their mouth. God can see it. The angels can see it. Satan can see it. It's visible, and that's how it manifests. Um, and so there were some prophecies that I received, and we are, we're diligent to write everything down, type it out, write it down, go back and get a recording, whether it was to our local body, to us personally, somewhere else. But uh, a few years back, I would say 2013 and 2014, there were a couple by one of uh, my spiritual mentors, and I've gone back and I'm like, Lord, these haven't manifested in my life, but let me just say this. First of all, forgive me, I did not contend for them. I did not know what to do with them like I know now. So prophecy is not automatic. Now, uh, can you go back and have a do-over? No, because time doesn't go backwards. But uh, those are still plans uh, in the mind of God for my life so I can have a fresh start. Uh, So will I have to contend for that now? Yeah. Will it take longer and be more challenging? Yeah. But that's part of uh, grace means ability. Responsibility is on your part. Your response to his ability or your response to God's grace decides what does and what does not manifest in your life. It's not up to God. So it's kind of important to go, well, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but maybe that was 20 years in the future. If God wanted it to be 20 years in the future, he wouldn't have told you now. Because he already has a whole book of prophecy. This is a sure word of prophecy. You're a military personnel. You're on a need-to-know basis. God generally works within a year or two, depending on how much he can trust you. That's a spiritual maturity. He'll tell you things farther ahead if he can trust your mouth. If you can't trust your mouth, he'll tell you closer on a need-to-know so you don't wreck it. Now, there are some prophecies that are definitely in your future. There are some. It was 400 years from the time that Isaiah the prophet yes. prophesied Jesus is coming. Okay? Acts chapter 3 verse 19 tells us this. That some of the prophecies that you have received also have to do with, you know, in your future. It can be immediately now, yes, of course. But then it also could be in your future. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says this. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And the times, the times of refreshing. 
but times of refreshing. Times can be in certain degrees. Usually on Sunday nights around here, we have a time of refreshing. But the times of refreshing over the last 2,000 years when it came to major outpourings of the Spirit, there were seasons and there were times. You had the early 1800 revival. You had the early 1900 revival. You had the healing revival from 1949 through 19, I mean 1949 through 59. Ten years of, of time of refreshing, the right timing, the right timing. So some things has to do with the right timing. Some things are, have to do immediately. But then there's the right timing that comes. Go ahead, So, um, when the Holy Spirit speaks a word of prophecy, and we're, we're identifying prophecy this morning as a word come through a man or woman of God that lines up with the Bible, that, that's specific to your life, because the specific details of your life are not written in here, the general details, but the specific details do not get out of line with that. So the first thing you want to do is um, write that down. How many of you have ever learned the hard way that you do not recall or remember? words of prophecy given to you. And that even next month, if you have them written down, if you weren't looking at them. So we have them typed out, written down, and they're in our Bibles, and we have to get them out. Now some, we've said so often, we've committed them to memory. But you're going to put to, so contender, it means it's going to be in front of your eyes. Because your life moves in the direction of your dominant thought. What you're looking at moves. If you're driving your car and you decide to look at a billboard on the left, all of a sudden you start bum, 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 going on the edge. What you look at is the direction you go. So the first thing you want to do is keep it in front of your eyes and it needs to be written down. The second thing, it has to come out of your mouth continuously. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. Because see, these things are God's idea and what we're doing is saying, you said, is I'm agreeing with what you said. And I'm going to line my mind, my mouth, and my life in line with this. It becomes my priority. I give attention to it. Not, that's wonderful, God. That was lovely. Wasn't that so nice of you to talk to me? Que sera, sera. If God wants that to happen, it'll happen. You, God is not in control. Never listen to that song again as long as you live and you'll be better off. So watch this. When she says not God is in control, he can be in control of your life if you give him control. Right. But as in, as in the world's status, he's not, he's not in control. The prince of the power of the air, which is Lucifer. Hello. He has major influence. That's the reason why you are aliens. And we, but God's given you the authority to speak into this world, to train circumstances, because he became the second Adam and restored all authority back into you and me. He's given us the keys of the kingdom. Now, when it comes to prophecy, there's simple prophecy for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Comforts you. That can be in a general service like this. Then there's specific prophecy that comes from a true, genuine prophet. And when somebody gives you a prophecy, it will come to pass because it's the, mind, it's the heart and mind of God in your life. That's the reason why it accelerates. That's the reason why you've got to believe it. I remember, and sometimes prophecy will come even during great struggle in your life. God will speak to you to encourage you. I remember back in 2006 when we were living in Chicago. And it was just a, I mean, it was a, it was a wonderful time and exciting time, but it was a very challenging time for me. And I, I thought that I blew the whole thing up. I mean, we took a $50,000 loss of income. I mean, now and we were still traveling extensively. We were almost out of debt. And all of a sudden, we moved. And, then all, and that was to the total agreement of the family. So I just didn't decide we're going to do it. You know, I always consulted with the kids, consulted with her, especially when it's a big move. And so we went to Chicago, and all of a sudden, our rent went from $600 a month to $1,900 a month. 
The electric went from like $50 to $60 a month to $150 to $160 a month. I mean, everything had tripled, almost doubled. I mean, it was amazing. And I remember um, in this, uh, January of 2006, I was in a meeting with about 2,000 people, and a prophet from Africa called me out. And this is what he said. It's a new day. It's a new thing. You're going to begin to look at the people. I'm going to begin to restore you. I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to change your heart and the plan and the pain that you've gone through. All the things that have come against you, you shall renew your mind. You are a man of God. A new day for you. Enough is enough. God said, enough is enough. I'm causing my anointing to come upon you. Look at the people. You shall see multitudes of people. You shall do the work of the Lord, and you're not going to throw in the towel. No, you're going to rise up. Satan has tried to discourage you. When he said that, I thought, well, at least I got his attention. Go on now. Why is he trying to discourage me? I wasn't doing something to get his attention. Things have tried to discourage you. I'm empowering you. I'm releasing a fresh anointing upon you. The Spirit of the living God shall come upon you and awesome things are going to happen. You shall see the power because I'm able to do it. Enough is enough. It's going to be different. It's going to be powerful. Rise up and walk in the things of God. It's going to be different. It's a new season. It's going to be a new hour. It's going to be a new season. It's going to be a new hour. I will do it. I will fill you with my glory. Multitudes shall hear the word of the Lord. And in six months, we did our first miracle healing crusade in the Dominican Republic with over 40,000 people in that meeting. I borrow this. Yeah. This is what contending looks like. He typed that out, taped it. It's never left the front cover of his Since Bible. 2006. So he Man, could I've had that Bible for a long time. <laughs> out loud as often as he felt he needed to encourage himself. And so uh, prophecy comes... The prophet's office contains within it multiple things, specifically this one for this sermon, acceleration. The ability to take you where you cannot get on your own. So, how fast do you get to go? Up to you. The more you say it, the more you have it. The more you say it, the faster you have it. The speed of that acceleration is up to you. It comes to you for acceleration. You decide whether it's going to accelerate at all or putts, 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 or pedal to the metal. I feel the need, the need for speed. Mm-hmm. So let me read to you some prophecies. Read to you some prophecies that, that we've typed out and kept, and we read on a regular basis. And if you've received a prophecy, sit down on your couch and, and ask the Lord to repeat it to you so you can write it down. Even with dreams, if God's giving you a dream of something. Like, for example, I guess it was last Saturday night, I dreamed that I was in a room full of people teaching souls, so I decided Sunday morning, let's start right now. Hello, come on. So let me read to you a prophecy in 1997 from Brother Hagen. And sometimes when you hear these words, it can be as applicable as it was in 1997 as it is today. So listen to this. Brother Hagen at a camp meeting said this in 1997. He said, yeah, it's time, it's time. It shall come to pass, shall come to pass. It shall come to pass at last. Great and notable things will happen. Unusual experiences, unusual happenings. But fear not, says the Lord. Stay in the word and listen to my spirit and you'll not be deceived. Some will not accept it. They will go back, dry up, and miss God. But many and most will flow with Him. They will go with Him. The power of God will be a manifestation. The manifestation of His glory shall be seen and shall be in evidence. The hearts of men shall be made glad, and the church shall be enhanced. And the Lord shall be glorified. The plan of God shall come into full manifestation. The joy of the Lord, ha, 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 will be manifested. The joy of the Lord is and will be your strength. Prepare ye your hearts. Prepare ye your hearts. Humble yourself in my sight, says the Lord, and I'll meet you. I'll come to you. I will bless you. I will lift up my 
I will lift you up above the dildrums of this life and set you at my right hand with the Son of God. In that place of authority, you will go forth and do the works of God and expel evil spirits and, and out the devil and put him on the run. You'll move forward into the realm of the Spirit, stepping higher, moving up, proclaiming the Word of God and seeing the Holy Ghost in manifestation and demonstration that will startle mankind. It will cause many to turn to the Lord and great joy shall be among the people of God. At the same time, opposition and persecution will come. Let it come. Don't let it move you. Stand your ground. Stand your still. Would you rather have the manifestation of His glory? Would you rather have the supernatural than please mankind? The supernatural, the supernatural, the supernatural glory to His name. So how do you contend for that? Read it out loud in the first person. Lord, that's me. I'm going to be part of the manifestation of your glory. I won't be moved. You put yourself in there. Lord, that was a prophecy to the body. That means whosoever will. That wasn't a personal prophecy directed to any one of us, but it was for the whole body. That means whoever wants to contend for that. And so when we have prophecies that come forth uh, moving towards the end of the year, it's October, they generally start trickling out of heaven mm -hmm. um, as, as we call for them. God's, uh, uh, we're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us to pull on that. The, the sooner we pull in the year, the sooner they start coming. Because uh, he likes us to know before moving into the year. So we're hooked up in faith. In the year of acceleration this year and next year, Brother Copeland said in 2019 would explode into 2020. That means even faster. There'll be some things that we'll need to know not on New Year's Eve. We're going to know ahead of time. But it depends on whether we have an ear to hear and we say, Lord, we're ready now to whatever you have to say because we're ready to run with you. So let me recommend that you put on your Santa Claus list a new pair of running shoes. <laughs> Prophecy 7-2 of 2009, Dr. Jack Myers. Thus saith the Holy Spirit, as you see the world in pulling back in its recession, but I say unto you, it's not time for you to draw back. I say unto you that the direction is forward, for I do not delight in him that draws back. You must press forward in that which I have called for you to do. Press forward in your giving. Press forward in prayer. Press forward into me, and I will show you great and mighty things. There's a, there is coming a... There, there is coming and already a distinction between the wicked and the righteous. You will see in the days, uh, in the coming days, exposure to, to the leaders of nations, exposure to governments, officials, scandal, scandal, headline news. Their true motives will be exposed. Everything hidden in darkness will come into the light. Hidden agendas that are not in my plans will be thwarted. For I am thy God, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing. Everything is going to plan as I have directed it. For the earth is mine in all of its fullness. So some of these things must take place in the earth for it is the time of the end. But before the great and notable day of the Lord, my church will rise to its rightful place. So prepare now for what is coming. Make sure your oil lamps are full and your wicks are trimmed. For I have already mobilized my leaders who preach the word and allow my spirit to move. To do great things for my kingdom. For great signs and wonders shall be in the, in the harvest and shall be reaped. And truly my people will say that the God is among you. Truly the people will say God is among you. And the works that shall be accomplished will be a quick work. So work to enter my rest for the wickedness and the wicked one is at work. So shall my grace be even greater manifestation. So do not draw back as many already have but press forward into the realm of the spirit and you will see a manifestation of what you've believed for. Amen. So man, I see these things even coming to pass now. I mean, look, what, look what's happening in the news media now. All this exposure of leaders and Wow. 7 8 2009. Thus says the Holy Spirit, now is the time for the third great awakening in the earth. Now is the time to move. 
uh, for, for the move of my spirit upon the face of the earth in greater measure than ever before. Now is the time for the immobilization of my church in towns and cities and states. My church going forth in power, taking whole cities and whole nations for my glory. Now watch this. We didn't do one nation one day until 2013. The nation of Honduras. 2,500 missionaries on two 747 jets landed in the country of Honduras. And those 2,500 missionaries were loosed on the entire nation. And there were 19 simultaneous crusades with 19 crusade evangelists. Hello. And it affected President Lobo Sosa, and whom I personally met, and actually preached, preached to Parliament. In 20, I think that was 2012, actually. No, uh, 2011. It was 2011. Okay. So this is 2009. For an awakening that you have been praying for and declaring, go forth, my church, go forth with power, go forth and declare my name as King of kings and Lord of lords. For this hour is my hour, this time is my time. For I am a jealous God, and there shall be no other gods before me. The world's heroes and idols come and go, but I remain forever and ever. This was the year that Michael Jackson died. I will show forth my mighty hand, and no one and no name is greater than mine. For I am the one who has created the heavens and the earth. I am the one who spoke light be, and it was. I make my declaration, and I will now show the world who, who is king of the earth. For yet once in a little while I will shake the heavens and the sea and the dry land, and the desirable nations shall come to pass. For I am declaring my name before the people of the world, and I will be exalted and praised. For many are turning to me, and the spirits of men are being born again. For my name is greater than any other, and now it shall come forth. My name shall be exalted, and every person that inhabits the earth will know that I am God. So rejoice in my church. Rejoice, for your king is coming, riding on a white horse and declaring who I am. King of kings and Lord of lords, mighty in power, mighty in battle, mighty in word, mighty in deliverance, mighty in signs and wonders, reaping the harvest of the earth. So rejoice for your Lord and King, and in the next three months the move of my spirit and my church, and the earth shall break forth like a dam, and that has been held back with a huge amount of water. The water which will come forth shall be like a river, a river of miracles and whatever you need. For I am more than able to deliver you and bring you into the land of promise. Prosperity, healing, restoration, and deliverance is yours. That's powerful. Powerful, so powerful. prophecy uh, also has a couple directives within it. It is designed to uh, direct your priorities. And it is designed to uh, help you focus. So uh, when Brother Copeland, who we call a national prophet, uh, speaks to the uh, global or national body of Christ for what God is doing or desiring to do in a particular year, what does that help us with? Understand what God's priority is and connect our faith and our prayers, uh, our mouth, our focus behind that. Um, and two, it's God adjust your focus before the distraction comes. So what you can recognize is the moment God says, here's your focus, the very next moment, Satan's like, here's your distraction. 
Look at me, look at me. So when Brother Copeland said, don't pay attention to this, then all of a sudden, a, a lot of that started hitting the fan where it was actually a challenge not to pay attention to what he'd said not pay attention to because it just came to the surface in a bombarding way that had never before. But we could recall that and said, the Lord said not to look at that. We're not looking at what we see. We're not looking at what we feel. And we're not listening to even what we hear. We're not listening to the right voice. So prophecy comes ahead of time to pinpoint our efforts and our focus and our priorities if we so choose to follow that. Or we can fall prey to the distractions of the enemy, which become our destruction. So let me read this one to you. 2010. Before the beginning of 2009, the message of man was about bringing forth change. This resonated throughout the whole earth. A change was manifested. Now I, the Lord, will bring forth a message of change in the earth. 2010 will be a year of declared change. I will change ministries and governments and finances and marriages and children's children's children, relatives and work and businesses, and bring forth a healing to your lives. I will bring forth a change and show forth my glory, and all those that are hungry and all those that are thirsty shall come to the places that I have declared to be places of refreshing. If I come and I find my people wanting, I will take them to a place of refreshing where my word and my spirit have lived liberty. All those who reject my word and my spirit will become dried up cisterns, dried up rivers, and those who refuse to go with my plans and my ways shall be left upon the banks of my river and they shall draw up and be crusted over and the plans of men shall come to naught. He too what the spirit is saying to the churches, keep your lamps trimmed and your stay full of oil. Run and stay with my river, the river of my word, the river of my spirit. For there's coming a time when those who I have given opportunity and rejected the moving of my spirit will run out of oil and will be be looking but cannot find or even even buy any so look unto me and I shall bring forth a change that will that which you have need of shall come to pass and you shall not be in want any longer for I am the Lord your shepherd and I, and you shall not lack for any good thing for it will be manifested because I declare it I will change ministries governments finances marriages children and children's children relatives work and businesses and bring forth healing to your lives a declaration of change has now been marked in history and the words that have been spoken. So believe it. Declare it over your situation right now and make a declaration that I, that I will make it come to pass in your life. Now isn't that interesting? It gives you an encourage to, to declare it. So some, sometimes I think maybe we've missed out on some things because maybe we haven't grabbed a hold of something and brought it into our lives. It was interesting what Tracy um, Pastor Tracy um, what's his last name? Harris. Tracy Harris said to me, reach your tongue into the matter. So if, you, so if yeah. you heard that prophecy that was given to me earlier in this year, one of, one of the things that he said was, reach your tongue into the matter. Thy so, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Reach your tongue up into the matter and make it manifest. Mm -hmm. So believe it. Declare it over your situation right now. Make a declaration and I will make it come to pass in your life. So isn't it interesting? He said he couldn't make it come to pass until you declared it. Come wow. for your words. Have come for your words. I, the Lord, declare your circumstances to change now. As the day approaches to my soon return, stay full of my words. Stay with the moving of my spirit, for there the change shall come forth. All right, let me read to you another one. 422.10. These are the prophecies that the Lord has given me over the years. And I've just kept them and read them. 
Prophecy 4.22.10. I believe I hear the Holy Spirit say that there's coming to the church in the United States a great time of shaking and a great time of demonic deliverance. Great miracles and signs and wonders confirming the pure, unadulterated Word of God. There will be preachers and teachers that will not hold back the fourth God's Word to be acceptable in their congregations and communities. And because these leaders will allow my Word and my Spirit to take precedence over many opinions, there will be great deliverance that will come to my church. The evangelistic outreach of ministry leaders to the community... And the preaching and the teaching of the truth of God's word will allow freedom once again to come to my church. Not everyone will be used in these last days and not all will be free. There is a line being drawn in the lives of people in whom they, they, they will serve. And there will always be the religious and the religious church. But the Spirit says there will be a remnant of preachers and teachers and believers that will not compromise to be acceptable to the world. They will live according to my statutes and by the Holy Spirit. Again, there will be many offended because of me and the word's sake. But put your trust in me, says the Spirit, and do not look at your circumstances and what is around you. Persecution will come and opposition will come in trials and tribulations. But no, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If I've overcome the world, you will also overcome the world. So be of good cheer when you endure hardship and affliction. For when you are weak, I will be your strength in the time of great pain and hardship. I will be your strength. For they will hate you just as they hated me. But remember, those who endure to the end shall be saved. So rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice for now is a great time of deliverance. Come and run with me. Run with my word. Run with my my spirit, for my word and my spirit will sustain you in these troubling times. Hallelujah. If you've never had a personal prophecy, don't be concerned. The Bible says you have a more sure word of prophecy. So uh, if you have every word in the Bible, you have enough to make it to the finish line and beyond into eternity. Um, generally, when you get a personal prophecy, it's one of two things. You're already in the middle of a storm or one's coming. Neither one of those is exciting. And so you don't seek that. You don't seek a, a word of prophecy from a prophet. Uh, we don't run around in the Old Testament asking for the will of God through uh, a man or a woman's mouth. We have just a few million of them to already go through. When, we're, when we've run out of these to follow, then we might want to ask for something else. I think sometimes, too, is that when a word, a prophecy will come to you is when you have great internal struggle. When there's great internal struggle, you're struggling with direction, you're struggling with what you Clarity. should do, there, and now all of a sudden, God will just bring confirmation of what you really yeah. already know what to do. You always struggle when your emotions are involved. Mm -hmm. And Hebrews 4.12, the word will divide between God's word, truth, and your emotions, which are never truth and not even fact. So he, al he always brings the sword to just cut right through all that confusion. What happens, though, when you get the word of the Lord, you need to act on that immediately. If you go back into, I'm going to process that, confusion then overtakes you. And confusion is from the enemy. So when, like the first Timothy said, when prophecy is ignored, <laughs> when it comes, because you really needed it, and when it's ignored... You go backwards uh, even faster than you would have gone forward. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to uh, walk up to light and draw back from it is extremely dangerous for you. I don't remember this prophecy, the year that Dr. Dufresne, because Dr. Dufresne went home to be with the Lord. So, but this is what he has spoken to me at one of the camp meetings that we went to. It was definitely was, January. That was 2010. 2010 in January, 2010? Was that the camp That was 2010 in June. June of 2010. So this is what he said to me. And, and actually, there was a manifestation of the Spirit of God that fell on me. I was actually totally bent backwards, standing up, almost like an L. Like you would be bent 
completely okay, forward. If, if I was bent this way, I was totally bent backwards. This is not possible. And nobody was holding me up except the Holy Ghost. It was cool. It was cool. It was amusing too. Yes, naturally, it was. As it, was. It, as it always is with them. So this is what he said. The quality of your meetings will increase. Quality, but not as many meetings. But the quality. Sometimes we go places where we could pay the bills, but to have more quality. In, in the knowing that every one of your needs will be met and in, your, and, and in the perfect will of God. So Reverend, actually this is what he says. Reverend Jack, Dr. Jack, Pastor Jack, Evangelist Jack, Prophet Jack. I don't know what to call you. You do so many things for the Lord. And just don't call me late for dinner. Praise God. Amen. So Reverend Jack, that is all is going to increase. The miracles are going to increase. The finances are going to increase. And your favorability, being having favor, and the places where you have been before will increase. You're just going to increase. He starts laughing. I mean, he starts laughing. In, in your arch, when you were leaning back, God's just letting you know in a supernatural way to back off and back down from distractions. Hallelujah. I said glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So that was just a short little paragraph. But he said so much in that short that little direction. paragraph. That was, uh, we were getting ready to launch this church. Oh, then the there you go. Month. Yeah. Kenneth Copeland, 2013, the year of great grace. On August 17th, 2012, stay where you are. Stay steady. Your greatest blessing is ever at hand. No one can stop my plan for you. It's a blessed plan. Stay on my word. Stay strong in faith. Insist in walking in my commands of love. No devil, no government, no man can curse what I've blessed. Believe that. Know that. You belong to me, not the world. We will carry out the blessing plan together. I'm teaching you grace. Keep it on your mind throughout 2013 and beyond. Never ever let it go. The thing that I can, the thing that I can do that is exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think to make all grace abound towards you. And that's what's happening for you and your country right now. Be blessed. Enjoy my grace. It's yours. Can you hear a theme? I mean, of extreme, God, like God wanting to do extreme blessing in your life, tremendous exploits in your life. And I don't think it's Him holding back. I think that maybe we're not tapping into. I think we're, we're falling short because I guess we're just trying to live life. You know, with all these things that are coming at us, our friends, relatives, people that we're associated with, finances, sometimes that can be a total distraction. Family members, come on, hello. This world we're living in, that it's almost like we're just trying to survive. And I don't think God wants us just to survive. I think He wants to bless us so much so. Come on, hallelujah. I think it's a better witness that we're, we're blessed going in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in our jobs, blessed in our businesses. Come on, you're not shouting me down. Come on, hello, somebody. I think that God really wants to really exceedingly, abundantly, above you could ever ask or think. Can you say amen? And so not only are these generally folded up in our, in our Bible and our morning devotion time, but they're used for bookmarks and anything else we're reading because um, we constantly refresh ourselves not on them, not just to put it in our mouth again, but to look for where we haven't followed the instruction. Because prophecy is not automatic. It's full of instruction. Every promise is preceded in the word with your part of that instruction. So even the one with Tracy Harris, I think, Pastor, you played that last Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back often and we listen to it, but, but I read it um, because I'm more visual and I'm like, mm, I don't think I've reached my tongue into the matter enough. So I read those not for God's part. 
but for mine, because he's never lacking on his part. So you want to keep these in front of you and go, Lord, show me where it is that I need to accelerate my part of the instruction. Have I done all of it? Have I done part of it? Do I need to do more of what I'm doing? I'm always, always, always asking for an instruction on my part. Never asking God when he's going to get to his, because that's a nunya clause, none of your business. In fact, prophecy is an automatic indicator to you that everything is already prepared behind the scenes. Done. Complete. And anything on your part means the door gets open. One of my favorite scriptures, probably based on personality, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You became an expert at contending it too. Little Johnny and you wanted the same toy. By two, you were an expert of mine and doing whatever was necessary to get it. You became an expert at contending with a rival at two. Let's not lose that amazing skill and quality in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. Contend, not your Satan, mine. Mine, mine, mine. If that's all you can remember to say for these prophecies, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> and stand your ground, then that's a good start. Start back at two. Some of the things that God spoke to me in 2015, and it's interesting, I'm reading these things, and I was like, oh man, that came to pass, that came to pass, that came to pass. So here it is, 2015, pray like you've never prayed before. That was on the verge of a, that was uh, 2016, was election year, right? Okay, so this is 2015. Um, Things in 2015, pray like you never prayed before. Um, Amos 3.7, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Mm. 2015 will be bring greater prosperity. Millionaires. Okay. Increased unusual weather patterns. I remember, do you remember that, that, that season during the, the summer where all those tornadoes were ripping right through the center of the country? Mm-hmm. Most would be natural phenomena and some demonic phenomena. All right, and then um, 2015 will be bringing of the 2016 presidential campaign. More promises from the Democrats, but they lie. Well, hello. <laughs> and then I put it kind of in question marks because I was questioning. I was like, Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton? Question mark, maybe? An increase in signs and wonders. Increase in the supernatural, okay? Pressure on the unsaved and lukewarm Christians, beginnings, the beginnings of revival. Stock market fluctuations. 2016 stock market adjustment. I put a question. For good or for bad? Guess what happened? For good. Amen. Wow. Okay. God will begin to scan all of us like a scanner at an airport. Where is your heart? I put that in. Wicked people will increase and more people will follow them because of, of prosperity. If you are on, on the fence, you might just want to follow them too. They will begin to say, there is no God. Where is God? Our children will say that Christianity is an old people's religion. My parents and grandparents. When they die, the children will not have a Christian ceremony. I just got done doing one of those. Everybody that was in there. And as a matter of fact, the parents called me. Actually, a relative called me and said, we don't know what to do. Can you just come do the funeral? Wow. God's righteous right hand will come down. Right hand is power, revival. Uh, get more of God. You will need more of God this year than you, you did in 2014. Okay. So here's three quick 
reference verses that you might want to jot down to study that will help you. Um, because God always tells you the when, where, what, and how. So on contending, Romans 15, 13, Paul instructs us where to contend. In our prayers, that just means in your conversation with God. Jude 1, 3, what you're to contend for, the faith. That means there's more than one faith being preached in the last days. There's more than one of this gospel because Jesus said when this gospel's preached, that means another one was being preached because Paul said my gospel, not their gospel. And so uh, Jude says the faith, the faith handed to you by your forefathers. There's a false doctrine faith of false teachers. How do you know if something's false doctrine? Real simple. It removes your responsibility. Therefore, it diminishes your faith. Anybody that's letting you know you have less responsibility than the word gives you is false doctrine. So we don't need a whole sermon on that. That's real simple. Second Timothy uh, says to contend lawfully. That means there's an unlawful contending. You're to contend lawfully. God's a God of law. So Satan is the God of this world. There's laws. There's a way that you can contend to take things back from him that he's tried to take from you. But you're going to need to contend lawfully. So there's the where, what. And how? And let me tell you just a quick story, and I've told this before. It's on the the current house we're in. Um, And so sometimes in your life, God will ask you to do things or contend for things. Uh, It might be the obtaining of something. It has nothing to do with you or your personal desires. Because when we moved here, I I wanted to kind of uh, have a smaller residence. I'm not a stuff person. Uh, Just, you know, I don't want to take care of things. It's not the obtaining of things. It's the maintaining of things that gets kind of annoying. I just have better things to do with my time. Nothing wrong with having a mansion. If that's what you love, then knock yourself out. Um, I just wanted a little bit smaller. We had quite a large home in Illinois, and God had other plans because he knew what the house needed to do. See, it's not about your prosperity. It's about the prosperity that others experience around you. That's true prosperity when others prosper because of you. So God's like, no, I want you to have this house. God, I don't want I don't want the house. I don't need a big house like that. Uh, then you have to trust God. So God said, move towards that house. Wasn't my personal style, but thank God I listened because people needed to live there and the offices were there for a while. And it could accommodate all that going on between when we were leasing a building and buying this building. There was a space of time that uh, my kids uh, needed a residence and the, uh, the church offices had to move in with me. And so, uh, but I knew in my heart that that was not my last house because my joy wasn't full. So if my joy is full in a tent, then, then, then that's prosperity for me. So whatever your joy is, uh, that's measured only by you. Pastor was determined to remain in that house because he simply didn't want to move. But biblically, the jurisdiction of the home, ladies, yeah. mine, 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 mine. Yeah, which he's learning. Well, at least I didn't yeah. eat us out of house and home. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got that So right. there are certain things under a woman's jurisdiction, so God gives her faith for them. <laughs> but ladies, sometimes you need to be smart and know when to talk and when not to talk about it. I'm like, okay, honey. Hmm. So me and God, we just worked on, you know, God's plan for that. So I knew it wasn't my last home, but I didn't know what. So no, uh, the reason why we moved is because you came over and kissed me on my cheek and stuck your tongue in my ear. And that did it right there. I was like, okay, we're moving. We're moving. Then I'll work on the rest of my rest in that manner. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's, if that's the method, okay, that's real easy. Um, and so uh, the hurricane came and went, and, and that helped him be open toward to the word of the Lord. Yeah, because yeah. the whole house was made of sticks. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the whole the house blew, it was two by fours. The there was no stucco, no brick. The pastor's like, uh, God, I'm listening. And I told, I told her, I said, if, our, if this thing huffs and puffs and blows our house down, we, <laughs> you might as well get the, you know, blue 
blueprints out, baby. We're going to build you a new house. Like at least we'll have or the, we'll move. the foundation laid. Yeah. But anyway, and so... Um, so I went uh, house shopping, and obviously we put our house on the market. And there's, I'm not going to tell the whole story. There's lots of sides to that story. But um, when you're moving in a direction, faith only comes where the will of God is known. Mm-hmm. So you have to know the will of God. And when I know the will of God on something, I put everything I've got and everything everybody else has got behind that. And, and I drive towards that as, as hard and as fast as I can. It's best if you can fire hose your faith rather than sprinkler hose it. So I don't like a lot of faith projects at once because I like to get her done. And so I'm driving towards that, looking, 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 and I'm, uh, I'm aggressive. I know what I want and nothing's happening. And we're, we've sold our home. We're down within a week to, um, where we have to decide if we're going to go to a hotel, a residence and rent an apartment because we got to get out of our house because they're moving in. And we didn't really, that wasn't thrilling. We would have done that, but we didn't really want to move twice, you know, in the same year. Not so much fun. We're just, we run five companies. We're a little busy. It's hard to squeeze in shower time. And, uh, so I just, I'm running across the golf course because I've decided I got permission to train for a half marathon where I wanted to live. And so I have a sticker and I can run every day. And so I'm deciding which neighborhood I like and which houses and I'm doing this project. And so nothing's coming up and I'm running because the Bible says everywhere the sole of my foot treads. I'm very literal. Sole of my foot is treading all over this place. So this is mine and I have my pick. And so I cut across the, the, the golf course um, through a private area t- running towards a house that we had first looked at that we wanted and didn't get, which turned out to be a good thing. And I'm just talking to God. Now, I run where I can't talk, so if, you're, if you can talk while you're running, you're not doing it right. So uh, it's hard getting some air, and I'm very frustrated. I'm like, God, I know how you love that 11th hour, 59th minute thing. You explained it to me. It's your hour of glorification. I get that. But we are upon that, and I, here's all I need to know. Uh, I just need to know if I'm barking up the wrong tree. I, I, my Emotions are involved. My mind's involved. I've lost a little clarity here. If I'm driving in the wrong direction, jerk me because I go 80 when I go. And I will change directions and thrust everything. Just tell me, am I barking up the wrong tree? I have one stone to literally kick over when I get back into the car when I'm done having a good cry because right now I just want to cry. Emotions are present, ladies and gentlemen, but they don't lead us if we let them. So I'm not saying that your emotions aren't present because they do have a big mouth. And so I get back to the car and I'm too tired to cry, but I call my real turn. I said, call this guy back. Yes. I just want a yes or no answer. He wasn't deciding whether he wanted to rent his house or even put it on the market. And so I said, call him. You've called him before. I know he called you back, but let's just yes or no. Either way, I just don't want an answer. I have nothing else to look at, nothing else to do. And so he called the guy back and he said, yeah, I'll consider it. Let him come by. And I said, well, I need to bring my parents. And so it'll be Sunday after church. So we get in there and long story short, we, the, the people who are currently leasing it are getting out. We don't know they're getting out. We made a connection with them, but they're all talking in the foyer for 45 minutes. And I'm just kind of going through the house. And I I came back to the foyer and said, yeah, I'll take it. Let's go. That's not really like me. I research, I research coffee pots, okay, that are 20 bucks for six months. Okay. And I'm like, I just knew, be like, you know, when, you, are you, when you're shopping, do you need something? I'll know it when I see it. And I can go in the store and go, it's not here, and leave. I'm real fast. Except <laughs> shoes. By, shopping. It's, it's well, an those adventure we for need shoes. to try on, yeah. Five to yeah. eight hours of, for shoes. <laughs> that is an evangelistic description <laughs> on that, for sure. Yeah. Long, yes, fruit of the spirit, long suffering. Thank you, Dad. Okay, so anyway, um, but when he called, and so uh, 
that, that worked out. But, and here's what's important for you to know. All that time that I'm running, that I'm pressing with my faith, and when we call him a way maker, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, it's already working. Every piece was in place. He had moved on this guy's heart. These people were moving out. This Everything had been prepared the whole six months. I'm running that golf course, doing my confessions, and doing everything I know till I'm about to drop from exhaustion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. God is working behind the scenes. So you have to believe that's the until. Until there's absolutely nothing, and I'm going to pick up my sledgehammer and bust through the concrete wall because that's all that's left. You know, and also during that year, one of our declaration was, I mean, in our declarations that we were confessing for that year, was Divine Supply. Divine Supply. And the owner's last name of this house was? Dave Divine. Dave Divine. And I got to tell him about that's that. That's pretty cool. All right, so let me read, I'm going to read you a couple more prophecies, and then we'll see what the Lord will do. Could you give us a little bit more time? All right, all right, praise God. All right, so I'm going to read to you a prophecy from Mark Hankins. Anybody know who Mark Hankins is? Okay. He said, this is, this is 2016, so I'm going to do the 2016, and then I'm going to do 2018 with Tracy Harris, and these two guys don't know each other, but the things they're going to say are very similar. So either God's got to speak constantly to me because I'm really dense, Hello, or he's just doing it for encouragement. I'll just lean on the encouragement side, praise God. Amen. All right. So November 29th, 2016 says this. For it seems the things that you've been limited or you struggle in a way in small things and things that have been stuck in this area and that area, but now, says the Lord, I'll bring you into a larger territory and a breakout and a breakthrough and an increase of the blessing of the Lord shall rest upon you, for you've been faithful in a few things, and now I'll bring you into many things. So here, here's the deal. You'll hear one thing from Pastor Murray. Even our protocol, the protocol for the ministry of service team is to see if you're going to be faithful. Are you going to be faithful to tithe? Are you going to be faithful to attend church? It's biblical. We're not doing anything not biblical. It's biblical. So if God says to me in a prophecy, you've been faithful in a few th many small things, I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Right. Then it's biblical. So obviously I've been faithful for a period of time in the mind of God to go, okay, we're going to do something else, something greater. All right? A larger territory, a break in, a breakthrough, an increase in the blessing of the Lord shall rest upon you, for you've been faithful in a few things, and now I'll bring you into many things. So recognize this day and this time that the Lord has turned your captivity, and you'll be like those that dream. Things that seem like a struggle now, you'll say it's like a dream, because you've been in barely adding this and adding that, but now you enter a season of multiplying and multiplication and increase and multiplying, and so shall you say it's like a dream. A harvest that is coming in, and your mouth will be filled with laughter. A fresh revelation shall be given to you, and the eyes of your heart shall be flooded with light. And you shall feed my sheep and feed my lambs in a greater measure than you've ever fed them before. For the word of the Lord shall come in a fresh revelation, and you'll carry out the word and carry the glory as a vessel of honor. So the hand of the Lord shall come upon you like a whole new season. It's opening up, and you... And you and your mouth will be filled with laughter and your tongue with singing. Then even the heathen will say, the Lord has done great things for them. And you will say, the Lord has done great things for us, wherefore we are glad. And oh, the blessing of the Lord and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart, for the Lord has turned your captivity. And the adjustments that you've made will bring you into a new territory, a new blessing. And you shall laugh and say, ha, 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 ha. Look what the Lord has done. So recognize the seasons are changing and a new co 
coat is coming on you and the favor of God is coming upon you and you shall function in a higher anointing than you've ever functioned before and I'll touch your mouth so that you shall speak words, words of faith, words of revelation, words of power that as you speak that word it will not only feed my sheep and feed my lambs but it shall bring forth deliverance to the captive and you shall rejoice in the goodness of God for you've entered a new season of revelation the eyes of your heart flooded with light, things that you, you'll see that you've never seen before in the word, simple things shall unlock greater measures of faith than, you shall, than you've ever had so recognize this season and laugh, for it's about a new time, a new season, and you shall laugh and say, ha, 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 well, look what the Lord has done. It's like a dream, and you'll say, surely, I'm glad, don't, don't quit, I didn't quit, I'm sure you'll, I'm sure glad that I didn't give up, for now I see the harvest. Now, if you notice that that prophecy in 2006, he said it's a new season, it's a new hour, that was 2006. This is 2016. This is 2018, listen to this. Sir, I know spiritual protocol. I know where to know those that labor among us. I know you don't know me. May I minister to you? The moment I walked in the door, the word of the Lord came to me. In fact, would you just stand up? You don't mind? Right where you are. This anointing that I placed upon you in this mantle that you wear. Now there are some steps you must take to a higher place in the spirit to that coat of many colors you must wear. For you've been operating in this sphere and in that anointing and the word and the spirit coming together, you see, and you've done much work amongst the leadership of the church for me. For the influence you've had in ministers' lives and in ministers that even are attached to thee, it now grows in a new coat of anointing of authority. So rise up, saith the Lord, and step into your place, for it's time to quicken the pace and run the race for the strength of the iron wire, it's hot must take place. So reach your tongue into the matter and retrieve my faith that for which you believe. For the Spirit of the Lord says a new mantle you've received. For sons and daughters will come and you'll look all around and you'll be a fathering spirit to the region around. It's time for you to take not just a city but a territory and many ministers will feel the impact and the influence and they do await for you are right now at the gate of entering in and taking more territory for your faith to become sight for the manifestation of the spirit of counsel and might for the word and the spirit will come together and you shall see my angels even now are winging every direction from thee and they're speaking to hearts and they will see and they will know that they are to come and to attach to the grace in which you flow so prepare yourself saith the Lord for the canopy shall increase for from this very day there'll be a release of a greater anointing to minister to my ministry gifts and it'll be another arrow in the quiver that you possess and you'll hit the mark saith the Lord and others shall rise under that anointing and partake and be blessed and they'll come into their grace gifts and the spirit of seeing and knowing shall increase upon thee and wisdom will come 
for you to know what to answer when you're questioned, you see. For many young ministers will come, say, how do you do this or that? And certain things you don't know what to say. But I'll give you the spirit and the wisdom by which to speak. And the power of the Lord shall cause the anointing to peak. And on their lives, the anointing will break the yoke in their situation. And even churches and marriages and ministers shall be saved. Get ready, saith the Lord, for about you they will rave. There's an anointing on him to minister to ministers. And it shall surely be a blessing unto thee. And others shall come and they'll attach, you see. But don't receive that. Stay humble and say, no, it's the wisdom from the head of the church that's upon me. It's his ministry and not mine. And if you'll step on up, some greater gold you'll mine. And you'll walk in the fullness of the full phases of your race. For you see, before the end, this must take place. For many men live and die and don't enter into the first leg of their race. But you must now step into the next phase, you see, and wear this coat and mantle of a greater anointing and victory for me. For you see, this is the hour that that Joshua mantle of transference must come, for you will cause the people to inherit the land, my son. So if you won't go there, they can't go. And I'm holding you responsible for this new robe. Wear it! And do, saith the Lord, as you're told. Now listen, 2016. So the hand of the Lord should come upon you like a whole new season. It's opening up to you. And your mouth will be filled with laughter and the tongue with season. Then even the heathen will say that the Lord has done great things. And you will say that the Lord has done great things for us. We're for glad. And oh, the blessing of the Lord and the joy will fill, you, fill your heart, O son, and turn your captivity into adjustments. And you will bring you into a new territory. A new territory, a new blessing, and they shall laugh. Ha, ha, ha. And the Lord shall be done and recognize the seasons that are changing. And a new coat is coming upon you. Coat of favor. This is 2016 of Mark Hankins. And then you have Tracy Harris two years later. So, so watch this. That's the reason why I keep these. Because there's a theme that God is endeavoring to bring us into. And there's a theme that God's bringing you into. Now, some of the things that he has said in that prophecy, I'm like, hmm, I'm not too sure about that. I'm not really sure about that. And then I'm thinking, does this have to do with the future? Does this have to do with just all the overseas ministry in the last 15 years that we've done with all these pastor conferences that we've done? I mean, there are some things that I have not yet seen happen here in the United States of America. A lot of this has happened overseas. A lot of men, we've ministered to a lot of ministers in the last 15 years. If you take 200 ministers times 15, what is that? That's 3,000, 3,000 preachers that we've ministered to in the last 15 years when we go overseas and do these pastors' conferences. So I guess in the mind of God, actually, that prophecy is actually correct. So that's the reason why you should hold on to these things. There are some of you, let me say this right now, there are some of you in this room, you are called to full-time ministry, but you're not going to get there until you become faithful, until you come, you lay it on the line, until you withhold, take the brakes off. God, God's got a plan. And I, can, I, and I can't tell you how many times there's so many people, couples, that have great potential, but they're not willing to pay the price. They want to skirt the issues. Can't skirt the issues. We have never skirted any issue. And I don't consider ourselves to be a very large ministry. We, we fly under the radar a whole heck of a lot, and which I like that. I don't want to be on TBN and CNN and ABC, EFG. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I mean, there, when my books came out, we had LaCie Broadcasting interview me. Uh, we've done TBN. I, I, didn't want, I don't want to go that route. I don't want to do it. Why, why don't you want to do that? Because I don't want the criticism. 
I'm criticized enough as it is. Our church is criticized enough as it is. People think we're a cult. Holy smoking coals from the altar of God. They think we're cults. They do. Well, because you just have all that protocol. They, well, they're not really a cult. They just run their ministry like a cult. You don't know what a cult is. Hello, we do, we, we do not serve Kool-Aid on Tuesday nights. Praise God. We don't. We don't do it. No, we have protocol. We have the kingdom of heaven. But it's unfortunate that a lot of the body of Christ don't know that protocol. They don't know the issue. They don't know protocol of God. They, all they know is chaos. We're not about chaos. We don't want chaos. Not even organized chaos. So we have protocol. Why is it? Everything, listen, all the protocol that we have here at the church is all backed up by biblical scripture. And so you can't go wrong with that. Read 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. It'll tell you. It'll tell you what deacons are. Deacons aren't businessmen that run the pastor. If you're in the ministry of service and you're on the service team, you're a deacon in the church. And along comes with that is a strong, heavy mantle of anointing because the Bible says Stephen the deacon did great signs and wonders among the people. Amen. And God, that's how you do So people say, many are called, few are chosen. Well, you've got to qualify to get chosen. How do you qualify? Look at the example. Start out as a deacon. And then when God has something greater for you, He will promote you because there's no man on this earth could ever stop the ministry that God's called you to except one person, you. Not even Satan could stop it. Hello. Sometimes you got to put everything on the shelf. I, there was a time in my life I had to put everything on the shelf. My calling to be an evangelist, to travel the world, to do crusades. I had to stick that sucker on the shelf. And I went to my pastor and I said to him, I will do whatever you tell me to do as long as it's moral, ethical, and biblical. I have no hidden agendas. Take everything. I put, you know, great relief came to me because I plan to stay with that man forever. But actually, when I did that, eight months later, that man came to me and said, I think you're supposed to go to Ramah. Out of his mouth came those words. And he did not want to lose us because we. there was one time he stood up in church and he said, uh, we have this project that needs to be done. Could I have, please have somebody else besides Jack and Marie do it? Because we're like, oh, pick me, pick me. Oh, we need help cleaning the toilets. Oh, pick me, pick me. We need help with security. Oh, pick me, pick me. We need help in this. Oh, pick me. We need help in the children. Oh, pick me, pick me. But people don't want to do that. They don't want to, they want to, they want to, they want to skirt, go around. How can I get to point A and point Z without going B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, N, O, P? How can, how can I go from A to Z? You can't. And if you try, you'll end up on a spiritual junk heap and not even in ministry today. And I can, in the 23 years of ministry, I can point people out to you. Great potential. Had a lot of potential. Could have done great things for the kingdom of God. Well, they just didn't want to pay the price. They wanted to go from A to Z. And they didn't want to go throughout the entire alphabet to get there. That's just the way it works, folks. We're transparent. We're going to tell you the truth so there's no disappointment in people thinking, oh, Satan's trying to keep me from a ministry or Satan or God's, the, or, that per, or that pastor's going to keep me. It is not true. I'm telling you the secrets. And the only reason why we can tell you the secrets is because we've been there. We don't tell you because we haven't been there. We've been there. We've done that. And I think we do have fruit. Amen. Amen. Because we, in the last 15 to 16 years, we did huge crusades, a lot. And we're, we're still doing them, okay? And we've been, I, I can honestly, truthfully tell you, without exaggeration, from this pulpit, 
In Latin America, we have ministered to over a million people. I'm not exaggerating. That is not an exaggeration. That's probably conservative, not including television and radio. And I, and I can honestly say at least 300,000 people in the last 23 years have given their hearts to Jesus Christ. And that could be leaning on more of the conservative side. I, mean, I would rather lean on the conservative side. This church came out of Jack Myers Ministries. Jack Myers Ministries didn't come out of the church. We came here for a reason. We came here for a purpose. We came here to be an example to Plant City to the best of our ability. And we came here to train people up in, in the Word and the Spirit. And actually, I have in my heart still to, to this day, I want to start two other churches. I'm just waiting for the right people. I'm waiting. That will don't want their own. They, they want to hook up with Jack Myers Ministries Life Family Church. Hello, and want to be a part of this organization. I have that in my heart. I don't have the right couples yet. Or they haven't stepped up yet. God will know. But that's in my heart. Hallelujah. I still have in my heart I want to travel. I don't have to travel as much as I was traveling, but I still want to travel. And we're going to do it the best that we can do it. We have great vision for this place. I want to buy that piece of property over there. Amen. Right now, God bless them. The, the, a Spanish church bought that property. Let them pay off the liens. I'm happy about that. Praise God. Amen. Let them pay the back taxes and all that kind of stuff. And then when it comes available, we'll, we'll get it. We want to buy this house. Come on, you know I have in my heart. I want to buy this apartment complex behind us. I want to get that. Why you want to do that? So when people want to come to Bible school and they need a temporary place to stay, or something happens in the church where a family needs a temporary place to stay, then we can just hook them up over here. There are some people that want to, that need to get out of their family's situation. They just don't know what to do. They're in a bad way, and they just don't know how to get out because of drugs or alcohol or whatever. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. I'm going to take teams every year. Plus, I'm going to do two more crusades. Amen. Come on, hello, somebody. I, I want to build the kingdom of God. It's all hard. It hasn't changed. Amen. Can you say amen? I, I would like this place to be full. It's, it's like out of, there's a, um, a young man that comes here on a regular basis, and he's brand new. I mean, he's a baby, baby Christian. He says to me all, all the time, Dr. Jack, I don't know why this place is not full. I said, so-and-so, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> That is a million-dollar question. Come on, hello, somebody. But I believe it will be full. You know what my heart's desire? I don't want a huge church. 250 members would be perfect. Why? Because we want to stay touchable. And we still want to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Because Brother Hagin said, when you get up to 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 people, it's a little hard to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, he said, really, when you get over about 300. That's yeah, why Mom go. and Pop Goodwin kept that about that. Yeah, so we want to keep it because we want to be touchable and personable and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we go out and win 46 people to the Lord Jesus Christ and encourage them to come to church, but they won't get up and get dressed to come to church. Cannot force people to do it. Can't do it. They, they have to come to the revelation that they need God. Amen. Hello? Yeah. Amen. So as a pastor, and my heart is a pastor, Hello, I, I am an evangelist. I get to step in the prophet's office occasionally. I don't call, claim myself to be a prophet. Maybe when I get into my 60s and 70s. You know, maybe we'll step over then. I don't feel worthy to do that now. I'm very scared of that office, to be honest with you. You want to know why I'm terrified of that office? Because I, if I were to say anything that God didn't say, He would look at me and say, You spoke on my behalf. I didn't say that. I'd be like trembling, fear and trembling. There are some people that got prophet on their business card. I'm, I'm the local prophet in town. Oh, 
And on that, let me say one more thing to encourage you about contending for not only the prophecies for this church body through our pastor, other men and women, but the ones the Lord gives you. Uh, be careful of the inflection. Get your grammar correct. When I transcribe a prophecy, it takes me about six times. And if God yells it, I capitalize it. Put your commas in the right place. Put your periods in the right place. Type caps. If he yelled it, then yell it. And one thing, if you've sat in my character class, you learned that you don't change the voice inflection or the tone or where the uh, commas or parentheses are um, because that's dishonest. The way in which authority spoke something, you are to take it that way. You can change the whole meaning of something and miss the gist of it. So when God yelled the words, wear it, it's because he wasn't. So if God has to all caps you on your text, it, he is yelling. Or yeah. say, and do take as you're it told. As, uh, do as you're told. That Holy. means you're not doing as you're told. Yeah. <laughs> and here's what we need to do. We don't need to uh, be upset that our prophecy wasn't all, oh, wonderful, you're, you're so wonderful, you're beautiful, beauty, beauty, cutie, cutie. God has to, if God has to rebuke you, you better be grateful for the rescue because you were going over the cliff. And if he had to rescue you publicly, it's because you weren't listening privately. And just rejoice that God loved you that much that he would grab your arm. And yes, your shoulder got dislocated going over and that was an owie. But God rescued you. Take it as the rescue. So, so when, watch this. When God looks at all of us as his children, we're all his children. So when he looks at you, and he looks at me, we're on the same plane, same level, except for one thing. Mm -hmm. This is one thing here. I'm held doubly accountable. I'm held in stricter judgment. The Bible says when you give a cup of cold water to the prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So you mean I tell me if I serve the prophet of God, I get the same reward as he does without the stricter judgment? Yep. That's, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Praise God, as long as I get the same rewards. Right? All right, let me read to you one more, and then we'll close out, okay? One more. As I look into 2018, I get a great sense of a great expectancy. I hear the Holy Spirit say, you will hear more and more places where my spirit will be poured out. There will be uprisings of the demonic around the U.S. and other countries from those who would be used by the enemy to try to stop the moving of my spirit. But this will all be futile in effort. I will begin to pour out my spirit in a greater way since the day of Pentecost. I will begin to sweep across the United States and other nations of the world, schools, college campuses, small towns will see great impact of my spirit. There will be places that my spirit will be so tangible you will feel my presence as soon as you cross the city limits. The harvest of souls will be great in number. By the year 2025, there will be a great change in the earth and among the nations of the world. So run with my fire. Run, run, run. There will be a greater population boom in the earth. There will be an increased revelation in the area of the supernatural and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you will see arms and legs grow, uh, grow back into place right before your eyes. Outstanding miracles will flow freely. There will be an intensity of my presence like I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Many closed nations to the gospel message will open wide. Cuba, China, Iraq, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria, North Korea will experience revival. Great persecutions will come, to Iran, come from Iran and Turkey. Technology breakthroughs in the medical industry will revolutionize people's lives. There will be public 
access to cures of cancer and many receive the benefit. Micro neurological cyber implants for Abe and people walking. Limb replacement with working arms that looked and react as they were real. Flying car prototypes will be in operation in restricted areas but will be fully operational. Drone package delivery, human-like robotic advancement. There will be continued weather changes and an increased intensity of storms. Earthquakes shall increase. There shall be increased security in airports, banks, and facilities. Laws in the U.S. will be passed to benefit the citizens as they do the government. President Trump will be re-elected for a second term, but it won't be out with demonic and, demonic, demonic and democratic opposition, protesting and demonstrations in the street. Economic growth will increase to 2025. 2025 to 2035, a dawn of a new era only God knows. Boy, that's reaching. Now, you spoke that in uh, the end of 2017, and this is near the end of 2019, and 50% of that we're seeing right now, right mm -hmm. now, <laughs> this month mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. So I was praying this morning, and it took about 30, 45 minutes of prayer this morning, and I heard the word of the Lord, 2020 will be a year known as a one wild ride. One wild ride. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say that 2020 will be a year of prominent, prominent political challenges. Prominent political challenges. It will totally come to the forefront around the world. That's all they'll ever be talking about. This and 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 this. Anything and everything that is hidden will be exposed. Not only in the church, but also in governments and in schools and in businesses. Things will happen. But also 2020 will be the year beginning of the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God that's been unprecedented since the day of the book of Acts chapter 2. And the last 2,000 years. The churches will arise. Those that flow in the word and that flow in the spirit will rise and you will begin to hear them more and more and more and more as they're rising as preachers and teachers that preach the word and then be again to allow the gifts of the spirit to operate. It will rise even more. And those churches that we refuse to move with my spirit and those churches that refuse to preach the word, they will come to naught. They will come to nothing. But also, on the other hand, there will be false prophets that will arise, and you shall see them, but you will know on the inside of you that's not real. They're not giving God the glory. They're not giving God the praise for those things, and they're not even preaching the word. They're preaching fables. And you'll be able to distinguish between the true and the false, for you have the knower in your knower. So be of good courage. It's a year of increased prosperity, even more so than anything in other time. And this great wealth transfer shall come to my body, and my body shall support the gospel and many souls and many cities and many nations shall be impacted because of it. So rise up and trust in the words of the Lord. Trust in the Bible. Trust in the Holy Ghost. Trust in God and you shall see some of these things that have been given unto you. Even your dreams and even your visions shall come to pass. And many of you sitting in this room, you will not be at the same place financially you are today as you will be in 2020. For things shall come and things shall go and adjustments will be made but no, I will, I'm always with you. I will guide you. I will strengthen you. I will never relieve, relieve you. And my right hand of righteousness shall never not hold on to you. 
And also there are some of you in this room in relationships that you need to put aside because they refuse to go with God. Therefore, you're going with God. You may need to put them aside. But be of good cheer. I will replace those relationships with good people, encouraging people, people that will lift you up. So know this, says the Holy Ghost. Know this, says the word of the Lord, that I will be with you and I will not forsake you and I will be with you. For this year will be known. It will be known as a great impact. It will be known as a change. It will be known as as one wild ride, says the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet and lift your hands. Let's just give God praise. Father, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. We exalt you. Hallelujah. Come on, give voice to it. Father, we thank you that the prophecies that we've received shall come to pass. Father, we thank you for these things. We thank you for increase. We thank you for our sons and daughters coming back to the Lord. We thank you, Father God, right now in Jesus' name. We thank you. Thank you, Father, that businesses prosper. Employers prosper. Employees prosper. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. We praise you, Father. Oh, Father, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. We exalt your name. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, glory. Greater manifestations of glory. Greater manifestations of the supernatural. Greater. Greater. I said greater. Greater things. Things coming to pass. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Father, we praise you. We thank you, Father, for the prophecies that have been spoken of us. We put our tongue into the matter and we command them to come forth into the natural in the name of Jesus and the dreams and the visions, Father. Thank you for the adjustments that we need to make on the inside. Thank you for the adjustments, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we hear your voice and the voice of strangers we do not follow. Thank you, Father, that we hear... We hear it. We hear the clarion call. We hear it. We hear it. We listen to it. And we obey. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And yo, it may even start out a little slow in 2020 for the adjustments that will be made. But by the time of March and April and May, things will accelerate even more. And some of those things that you've been believing God for shall come to pass. And for you will know at last that I am with you because I am just and I'm a justifier to them that love my name. I'm just. So stay the course. Run the race. Finish the course. Contend for the faith. Hallelujah. Keep. Keep on. Keep. Keep going. Keep going on. Just keep. Keep on. Keep on plowing. Keep on trudging. Keep on running. Hallelujah. Keep following my word and my spirit and you won't go wrong. You won't get off the path. No. It'll come to pass at last. And great will be the rejoicing. And you'll even say, wow, this is really awesome. And you have to pinch yourself and go, man, is this really happening to me? Can this really be happening? Yes. Yes, I will do it, says the Lord. I will do it. And I'll bring it to pass. And I hear the word of the Lord say that I will repay sevenfold to that which Satan has stolen from you. He will give it back sevenfold. If you've lost it, you'll gain it back. Yeah, you'll gain it back. In this life. So just stay faithful to the covenant. 
Stay faithful to my words. Stay faithful and keep running and keep going. And yeah, even that which you've been disappointed in, you go like, gosh, my God turned it around for me. He turned it around for me. He turned it around for me, for my family, for my kids, for my relationships. He turned it around for me. Hallelujah. The great turnaround. Yes, even 2020 will also be known as the year of the great turnaround. A great turnaround. A great turnaround. Seemingly going one direction, then turn around. It's going in the direction in which I, your Father, is directing it. Hallelujah. And yes, and yes, there are those that right now who cannot see because the enemy is blinding their eyes. But the veil shall be removed and they will have eyes to see and they will have ears to hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. I will bring you out and I will put you into the land of milk and honey. I will bring you out supernaturally. Supernaturally I will remove on your behalf. And if you say, I have nothing, Lord, then that's a good place because I am and will always be your everything. If you have me, you have everything. Says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, go so crete. Paramon zevrande. Chicarosa. Fratatala. Many of you will go to a new level in me. And dreams. I'm going to give you dreams. You will be dreaming dreams. Heavenly dreams. And you'll be seeing things. And you'll have an increase of the spirit of seeing and knowing on the inside of what to do and what not to do. And you'll have confidence in it. And you won't question, you see. For I am with thee. And I'm in thee. And I'm for thee. And if I'm for thee, there's nothing anyone can do. Not No demon, no Satan, no person can do anything because if I'm for you, then nothing can ever be against you, says the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 And each of you will fulfill your fullest potential. Your fullest gifting. Your fullest gifting shall come to pass. Just put some things on the shelf. Don't be concerned about them. Just go for the ride. Just go for the ride. Let me carry you into that which I have for you. No striving, no pushing, no shoving. No, smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. And always follow peace. And always follow joy. Peace and joy will go before you. Even in chaos, peace and joy will be there before you. So therefore, in this season that you're in, it's a time of equipping. It's a time of preparation. For preparation time is never wasted time, says the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, says the mighty Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Bless you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.